Welcome, everybody, to the Film Alchemist podcast. Uh, I am your host, Josh Griffey, joined, as always, by my co-host and dear friend, Alex, Alex Dandino. Dandino. <laughs> oh, what's up? <laughs> oh, you want to say your own name? You want some big boy responsibilities? <laughs> well, I yeah. thought co-hosting was enough responsibility, but fine, I'll back it off a little. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, uh, not a full show. This is an intro show. This is the introduction uh, to this month's curation. This month, uh, animals attack the pod. So this is a series of four movies that we have chosen that feature... Our furry friends and underwater friends brutally murdering us for various <laughs> reasons. Uh, Alex, what do you love and find so enjoyable about animals killing human movies? Well, a couple of things, Griff. I'll tell you. I really enjoy... <laughs> I like that homespun folksy shit you're doing. No, you like that? Um, no, there's a couple of things I enjoy. Like, A, we're always going... Um, humans, for some reason, are always going... It's, it has to do a lot with, like our colonization efforts, we're always doing things we should not be doing, particularly in these when animals attack stuff, scenarios. Like, why do you think you need to go deep into the Amazon for things? You have a reason? <laughs> no, you don't. Money. Your money? Dumb. Terrible idea. Just stay where you stay where you belong, all right? Uh, you know, so why... if it were you, we would still be hunting and gathering. Absolutely. <laughs> why do you need to go to, let's say... A, a remote ocean uh, ocean lab. No reason. You're just being a dick. You're just causing more problems than you're solving. Uh, so Preach. I like the idea that humans going out into the wilderness and getting attacked by the animals they're trying to capture or whatever. Honestly, more often than not, I kind of root for the animal in these movies, which is sort of the interesting thing for me. Yes. I'm like, I hope I hope none of these people survive. <laughs> Everything about them is terrible. Yeah, so to me, the best animal attack movies, they work on a lot of levels, right? Uh, one is that we are not prey anymore. I think it's one of the biggest weaknesses of our society is that we don't fear being eaten every day. Right. Uh, which allows us to be real dickish on yeah, a regular basis. Very much so. Um, so there's something about seeing human beings taken down a pig, right? Being reminded in a very primordial fashion uh, of our weaknesses. Right. Uh, I like us being taken down a pig. Um I love the idea of because, yeah, most of these movies, it's about humans that through uh, ambition or the quest for riches, uh, they just go out and they are really trampling and making the world a better place. Right. They don't care what's in their way or yeah. what they destroy. And it's the necessary feature of these movies is that you have to make the men horrible. I think maybe the only exception is probably the most famous animal attack movie, which is Jaws. Right. Right. Jaws is perhaps the only one where the animal is kind of a faceless killing machine and the human beings are just there trying to make the best of a horrible situation, <laughs> right? Um, the movies we picked are a little more focused, right? right? This, is, this is the inverse. This is man becoming the beast, right? We become the heartless killers. Truth. Um, as we're often the invader or the attacking force. What, uh, yeah, what a, it's just such a bizarre, like, I don't know. It's not a genre. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's right. We'll just edit it out. Yeah. Yeah. Get it away. Right. So on that note, now we will, uh, read off the four animal attacks, the pod movies we've chosen. Uh, first up instant classic 
instant banger of the summer. <laughs> That's how the kids talk. Uh, 1997's Anaconda. Oh, yes. All right, so this is a movie about a documentary crew, and this is why they're bad. A documentary crew forcing their way downriver to find one of the last lost societies, yeah. right? The last civilizations. Like lost civilization a village lost in the, in the jungle. Amazon. Yeah, and they're going to go in there and start shoving their cameras in to try to get their their dollars and their prestigious awards, yeah. right? They want their documentary. No concern. Oscar. No concern, no concern, no concern for about the these people not wanting us to be there, right? Uh, comes into contact with some less than reputable characters and eventually come face to face with a gigantic anaconda snake. Yes. It, <laughs> the anaconda is awesome. It's a movie that features amazing kills. It has a stunningly good cast with maybe one of the greatest film performances of all time. Maybe one of the greatest snubs in Oscar history, by the Oscar way. Oscar snub. We'll get to it. And it's not Eric Stoltz. It isn't. <laughs> uh, number two, we go to sea, right? We go to a seaside village with Orca, or as I call it, Jaws Wick. Jaws Whale. Jaws Wick. <laughs> oh, you're calling it Jaws Wick? That's <laughs> Jaws Wick. That's what I would rename this movie. <laughs> To make it hip with the kids. Uh, this is a movie about a fishing crew that catches sharks uh, for aquariums. For some reason, they switch keys, right? They meet a, a whale scientist. Right. An, a, a, a marine biologist, I guess they're called. And she gets this captain so enamored with an orca. He sees an orca and becomes enamored. He's going to catch one and sell that to the zoo. Right. It doesn't go well. And watching the bloody carnage of this capture gone wrong, the orca whale himself, seeing his family taken from the sea and brutalized, decides he will have his revenge on the crew. Uh, it is a very much reverse Moby Dick, an insanely underrated movie that's always just played as, oh, they put this out just because Jaws was popular. This movie works on a lot of levels and is very good. Also, a legitimately decent cast, by the way. Like great cast, Richard Harris, Richard Harris, and Charlotte Rampling lead this movie. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, Bo Derek just kind of slipped in. Bo Derek showing uh, up. Chief, Chief from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's I was gonna Nest say great, the big thing for me is a great Chief. moment. Yeah, he has some great moments in that movie. Uh, Lewis from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> I totally forgot. Oh yeah, God, yeah, so yes. funny. But this is a good movie. Yeah. Um, I really have all. This is one of those me and my mom shared for a long time, right? And I am super excited to talk about it. Um, next we go to the jungle, deep and dark. Oh yes, uh, Congo, Congo, the spiritual follow up to Jurassic Park. <laughs> spiritual only in the sense that it died as very the marketing the as the marketing told us, and as us disappointed children left the theater remembering. <laughs> I actually liked this movie a lot as a kid. I still find it enjoyable for very different reasons as an adult. Yes. Um, features an insanely amazing turn by uh, one of my all-time favorites, Tim, Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Yeah, we have a talking gorilla. That was cutting edge at the time. I yep. remember reading about it, and then it was on the movies. Very cutting edge. So Amy gives us, we got a sassy gorilla going back to the wild, jumping aboard a mission uh, for a communications company that wants to get lasers to make better satellites we've already lost some crews right what we find when we get to the jungle is that we are not wanted there that that treasure has protectors uh in the nature natural beast form protectors uh that don't want us in there who knew surprisingly yeah, and a lot surprisingly, of good, and it's not, not just allowed. gorillas that there are all kinds of animal shenanigans in this one 
<laughs> but honestly, this one is just so amazing on so many levels. I can't wait to get <laughs> to this one. This is going to be one of those great what could have been moments right. uh, with Congo. And finally, we're going to wrap it up back in the deep waters oh, yes. with Deep Blue Sea. My fave, favorite when animals attack movie. This I is love a Deep cl- Blue Sea. Yeah, it's it has one of the most memorable uh, animal attack movie scenes ever. We won't spoil it yet. Not yet. Um, this is a hilarious movie because the premise essentially is human sea sharks, maybe the most efficient killing machines ever created by nature and evolution, and say. Those little bitches, we can do better. <laughs> so what they're doing in the movie is they're, uh, they're using there's, uh, there's a um, some sort of enzyme in uh, shark brains that is supposed to be able to treat Alzheimer's. That is the mission of this crew out on their outpost. And right. Things go horribly wrong. It and stars. little did they know the sharks were becoming smarter. Exactly. The sharks now are, can think. Because they're not a brain dead killing machine. They're, they're a thoughtful, they're killing thoughtful machine. killers. Yeah, all star like the velociraptors of the ocean now. Saffron Burroughs, Samuel Jackson, Thomas Jane, LL Cool J, Michael Rappaport, Michael Rappaport <laughs> with a goatee, <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård. Like, I mean, this is a crazy cast, man. It's a crazy great yeah, cast. It's and, kind of funny. You'll notice that between the four, a lot of them have surprisingly good cast and actors. That's a very fascinating thing we have going on here. Also, (laughs) Deep Blue Sea has one of the greatest soundtrack songs of all time from our man, from our man, LL Cool J, LL, deepest, bluest, parentheses, Sharks Finn. Yeah, see, that's the good thing about having a rapper in your uh, crew of Motley Humans, right? Anaconda did that too with Ice Cube. They did with Ice Cube, Cube, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And they had J-Lo. They could have had two tracks. The best was with the Ice Ice Cube one and Anaconda. We'll get to it. That's like one of my favorite, like, there's a couple of really great call-outs in the Ice Cube one that I loved. (laughs) Yeah, so we honed in more. Um, This is what we found with this curation is that there were so many movies we couldn't get to. Um, I was desperately wanting to do Prophecy. For those of you who haven't seen it, it's essentially a, a morality tale against polluting, right? So we pollute a mountain village and a giant mutated toxic crusader-like bears have their vengeance. And it has some of the most disturbing scenes of a baby mutant toxic Avenger bear. Awesome. Just with – it makes these sounds that just – I remember to this day. They just haunt your soul. Haunt your dreams. Um Hard to find, so we opted out. Uh, but yeah, look that up. There's another one that I love called uh, Food of the Gods. Mm, it's yes. a, I think it's an H.G. Wells story they adapted. It is. But this one is famous for, they said, we don't have CG. We can't make gigantic mice look so ferocious. So they made giant rat heads, like three or four of them, that they would bang into a car window. And then they'd cut to the wide shot and literally have like children's pet mice just kind of crawling on top of a Hot Wheel car. <laughs> And to me, people would knock that now as like, look at how corny that is. And I'm like, that is pure inventiveness. It's true. You can't make it better than that. You just, instead of making the mice bigger, make the car and the scale smaller. (laughs) It works. It's genius. It's pure genius. Uh, But that movie, uh, most famous scene in that movie is there is a giant rooster head that attacks a man that is maybe one of the worst props ever in a movie. And what a great job for that art department guy just smashing this giant rubber 
rooster head into the actor. Um, such a funny movie. Uh, we missed out on Arachnophobia. Super fun movie. We did. There are a lot of these great animal attack movies. We argued that Tremors is perhaps borderline, considering the animal might not be of, of earthly nature. Um, and then, yeah, back in even like the 50s, there was uh, Them. There are all kinds of great giant I mean, monsters. All kinds of giant animal, animal movies. movies from yeah. the 50s. I think the four we picked were unique. The four we picked were unique because we wanted to talk about mainly, because a lot of the ones from the 50s also all sort of run the same gamut that we are kind of getting at, which is like man sort of man creating their own monster, which is a lot right. of the movies in the 50s had a lot more to do with. Uh, nuclear scare. So obviously, there's a lot yes. of oh, it's nuclear waste has caused these an- these giant insects. So especially like in them, that kind of thing. I think what's interesting about these movies is that it's less about man's external, like let man's external factors of like polluting the environment and that kind of thing. Obviously, prophecy or uh, uh, what was the what the H.G. Wells one? Like that would have been food great. of the gods. Food of the gods. Also, I love that. That's just one of those all-time great titles. Right. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. What are humans? But I think what I, like, gods. what I like the most one... about the ones we did, though, we picked, though, was that all of them are about humans going to the source and then getting First off, they're all back. super, super cool and fun movies. They are. Every single one of them I enjoy a lot. Um, there were so many. I was shocked. When we picked this curation, it was... Way harder than we thought. Uh, we put Lake Placid on hold, wink, wink. That's yep. going to be in a different group. Oh, you'll see. Uh, those of you Longbox listeners will know exactly what the fuck we talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Lake Placid, Cujo, yeah. Willard. Willard. There are a shocking amount of movies that are really awesome and fun that involve <laughs> animals murdering us. Right. Um, the Black Cat is a really funny one. I don't know if anyone's seen that. Love that one. Uh, even on a darker level, even something like Island of Dr. Moreau with uh, Big Fat Marlon Brando would have been a fun one. <laughs> True. I feel like this one, though, Because that, that to... one's cool because that is taking Beast and literally anthropomorphizing them. Right. But like, I think what's... Orca does that in a big way, but this is actually literally giving them, like, butler clothes. <laughs> right. Again, I think what's important about the way we're doing this and this group of films in particularly is that it's about humans going to the source. Like they're going to the jungle. They're going to the sea. They're going to the whale. They're going to something and they're getting thrown right back with vengeance. Right. Well, the concept too is we are always trying. We are, if not trying, we are inevitably making the world smaller, right? We're always exploring and looking around and leaving our footprint and fucking everything up. This is mother nature's last stand, man. Yep. This is her saying, you little viruses, you've done enough. Get away. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she uses her killing machines that have been honed over centuries. Um, that didn't forsake claws and tooth like us and has her way with us, which I exactly. like. You re- I always we- love seeing uh, immoral people get their comeuppance, man. We always reap what these we sow, movies are in these movies. Awesome. They're great. I, I think all of these, again, and this is something you'll see, Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb and this and that. Not necessarily kind to a lot of these, but that's not the point. So what we're taking is we're trying to pull apart, right? This is the mantra of the Film Alchemist podcast. What are the elements that we love, right? Are they individual to these movies? Are there broader things that work for all of these movies? When you add the pieces together, why do all of these end up being such entertaining and fun movies to us? And that's what we're going to go to. So yeah, Anaconda, Orca, Deep Blue Sea, and Congo. That is 
the movies of this month. We hope you enjoy them. Um, send us your thoughts on every movie. We'll keep posting them as they go. You send us your thoughts. Uh, send us any other animal movies that we may have missed. Yeah, maybe we one can... Of our ide- one of our ideas is, if not redoing the curation again, is maybe, if the audience can all agree, there's one we've really missed, adding an additional audience-selected right. movie. And again, um, so, there's yeah. always a chance we could come back to this. There might be, who knows, we could do a When Animals Attack Part 2. There might be another version of When if, Animals Attack. If I get Food of the Gods and Prophecy, I am definitely going back. <laughs> we'll go back to the well, very much so. Yeah. And arachnophobia. Like, we already have a whole nother month of these great movies. We could do a lot. Animals attack the pod this month, Alchemist. I hope you enjoy it. Share it with your friends. Rate and review. Uh, We'll see you next month.